Welcome to the Church of Mavis Radio Show. It's Friday night. We're all still alive, sort of. Not really, but uh, let's see. Uh, check out Dead Sky Publishing. Uh, great splatter western books the rest of this year. That's who our authors are going to be from. We got uh, Michelle Garza here with us tonight. Hi. <laughs> and then the second hour, uh, Christina, my fiance, is back from Arizona. And that's where Michelle's at, Arizona. That's but, right. Uh, she'll be coming on the second hour and we'll be talking about some paranormal stuff. But there's one thing I want to say to Michelle that I know you like werewolves and stuff. And I don't want to go into this too, too heavily. I'll send you the archive and you can listen to it more of that story, particular story. But recently, me and Christina are going down a highway. And on the left-hand side... Did you see the dog, man? It was weird like that. Like, I don't, she, we think it was an S walker. And I say S walker because I don't want to get them on me any more than they probably already no. are. Yeah, but no, uh, it was very strange. And we had just, didn't we watch that documentary right before it? After, okay. Well, uh, I've always watched The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch and all that stuff. Me and, too, yeah. And, uh, and that that's a whole nother topic those shows are just like insane now like the last season ended with them like thinking there's an alien base under there and like yeah. it just gets weirder uh, yeah. what, gets, <laughs> what gets so weird about it is the government spooks there that's what creeps me out even yeah. more mm -hmm. like colonel alexander's here the attorney general state or whatever exactly. it's what like what the hell is happening what are you hiding there <laughs> it gets crazy but anyway the thing we saw I swear it was like a big weird wolf oh. and wolves aren't supposedly in Florida. I mean, I've never heard of one. I mean, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> but, but it wow. was going down on the side and it kind of just, I don't know. It's like I, your imagination plays tricks on you too, but whatever it was, was abnormal. But I mm -hmm. thought about even a dude like in a wolf fur or something. Well, it kind of seemed like, I don't, like golden sort of, just under the light. It was just really weird. Like something you'd see in a Native American shaman, like an illustration come mm -hmm. to life on the side of the road. Dang. I don't know what it was, but. Did you guys get it on video or anything? No, uh, it was like one of those just fast, like what the hell was real fast. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a logical explanation. I don't know, but it was weird. It was creepy. I so, love, like, watching shows and reading about that kind of stuff. Like, I believe there's things out there that, you know, we don't think is real, but is real. Maybe not like a, a guy turning into a werewolf, but maybe there's something out there, or like a dimension. Maybe it's stepping into our dimension for a moment and then going back. I believe in stuff like that. <laughs> Me too. I mean, basically the whole show is because a long time ago I had a lot of UFO weird stuff uh -huh. and, and paranormal stuff. And I had mm -hmm. testicular cancer at a young age, 17. And then a few years later, my dad died. And I started mm -hmm. having a lot of weird, strange things from things mm -hmm. in the sky, friends going, Jeffrey, you're attracting them here. And, oh. and at different houses and uh, saw some beings of light leave a house. Just a lot of weird stuff happened that may have been connected to him trying to contact from the other side. Mm -hmm. And it's led to 16 years of this. And here we are. <laughs> wow. Still kicking. And, that uh, is crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. I believe you, though. You know what I mean? Like some people out there, they don't believe in that kind of stuff. But I, I do. I believe in that stuff, you know? 
And then just with the media and the news, I mean, that subject in itself, UFOs, is just crazy as hell. Like, you're in a yep. sci-fi weird movie now. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> like, every time I walk by the news, they're talking about UFOs on, on yes. TV. Uh-huh. So, it's just weird. So, so how does all this paranormal weirdness fit into your horror? <laughs> well, I would have to say, I don't know what it is, ever since I was a little kid... And I kind of try to explain it to what I call quote unquote normal people, you know, like I can't, I can't explain it. Why do some kids just become obsessed with dinosaurs and paleontology? Why do some kids become obsessed with, you know, outer space and planets? Ever since I was a little kid, I have just been obsessed with monsters, ghosts, everything scary, everything spooky, you know, Halloween, mythology all that stuff so ever since i was a little kid you know reading all the books i could on it and um my mom was really big into horror movies and stuff when i was a little kid so those were not off limits uh to me and my sister actually she got us into watching like the universal horror movies when we're like five or six years old you know um so i think it's just something that's always drawn me You know what I mean? Like, I've always been looking for it and interested in it. And it's pretty much the paranormal, spooky things, scary things. It's just what I've always been into my whole life. And when I started writing, and, you know, I I have a twin sister. She writes with me, too. When we started writing, you know, when we were little kids, it was a ghost story. It was always a ghost story. Always, always, always. So, I mean, I don't know. I was just born this way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, that's we've had uh, Stephen Flowers on recently, and he's a guy that's connected with Temple Set, which is kind of weird if you look into that. But mm-hmm. he wrote a book called Gothic Meditations at Midnight, and it's a breakdown of all these, like, you know, from Nosferatu and occult symbolism and horror and things like that. And uh, he basically went into Monster Kids, where... It's people who, like, I guess he said, like, George Lucas and Spielberg, people like that that are in the movies that they were monster kids growing up. You know, kids with all the monster stuff around them, and that was me, Mm -hmm. too. And just how we escaped into that from trauma or abusive parents or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's not in that to you when I send the archive. It's a good one. But that's, you know, it plays into that. Mm -hmm. That part of yours and also to you, what are some of the horror movies that you remember that you saw when you were younger, like growing up. Night of the Living Dead is like the one that scared the crap out of me the most. That's funny you say that because anytime someone asks me, like, what's the first movie that scared you? It's the Night of the Living Dead. I was a little kid, maybe like seven or eight years old. We were going to go watch the fireworks. And in Arizona before, the fireworks, they were illegal. You had to go to like a high school or something to see it. So our family would pile in the truck and we would drive out in the middle of the desert behind a high school to watch the fireworks. And they had Night of the Living Dead on TV right before (laughs) we left to see the fireworks. And I was just like, I don't give a crap about these fireworks. There is zombies in the dark. I know they are out there. They're going to eat me, you know? So definitely night of the living dead like i said the universal horror movies uh the wolfman i'm i've always been a super huge werewolf fan and just 
you know, watching that movie, seeing his transformation, I felt like so bad for him. You know, I, I loved werewolves ever since I was a little kid. And when I seen him going through his transformation and, you know, the ending of the movie it really made me sad. Um, and then beyond that, though, as we got older, me and my sister, like I said, my mom, like horror movies weren't like off limits. So and she was a big horror fan. So uh, just before dawn, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies um, have like a, a sweet spot in my heart, I guess. I, I've always loved the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, from watching, you know, in the 80s, The Thing. Uh, killer clowns from outer space like all of those movies you know what I'm saying um, all the old movies with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing Vincent Price um, Elvira when I was a little kid I was just I loved Elvira because she was pretty but she was dark and also she was like so funny and I was just like drawn to her I was like she was like my my savior or something. As a kid, she was like just on a regular. Elvira was just like on a regular TV channel. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. I watching it. it's just weird to think about that. That's yeah. The only one I got Svengoolie, which I like that, but Elvira is a lot different. Svengoolie, yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I know of here in Florida. That's I'm sure. I know there's all kinds of other ones, that I, but that's the only one we pick up on like a channel here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I, I guess it kind of rubbed off on us from our mom. You know, it came from her first, and we just just always loved spooky movies and all that. So yeah, and the werewolf thing when the the Universal monsters. I mean, it was that was like a weird accident, like a curse. I mean, but the thing bit yeah. it. it's kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like oh man. And there's um, I'm trying to think of some recent good werewolf movies like i've seen some but they escape escape my brain right now uh, recently uh, obviously dog soldiers was good soldiers. the ginger snap movies were good um ginger snaps is real good oh uh, late phases was good about the blind or mostly blind guy oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's worth to watch for sure um one like werewolves within that was based on some game that was decent it wasn't bad it was like a comedy sort of i have not seen that one yet i just told my husband last weekend i was like i want to see that movie (laughs) yeah i need to see that one Y'all should watch it for sure. It's worth it's worth to watch. And then there's some other ones like I saw there's some cursed one. I haven't seen it yet. Uh that's on Hulu and uh they're hard to find, but I think there's gonna be an influx. This dogman stuff, I've kept if you look on Tubi, I think it's still there. There's a dogman triangle. Uh I, yes. You see it? I, yes, so, I've yeah. watched because I have Tubi. And I'm like, anything I can find with, like, the dog man. And then there was another one. I think it was on Tubi, like, is it the American Werewolf? And it's kind of like a documentary, people telling their their true stories of what they saw, you know? Let's look for that one. We and her have to look yeah. for that. We saw yeah, that. My, we, my husband doesn't believe, but I'm like, I believe, damn it. <laughs> he doesn't believe in paranormal stuff or just he like does. <laughs> It's just a werewolf thing because he looks yeah. at it too much like a, you know, 
them Hollywood movies like a guy like you know turning it's into a, a werewolf. But... It's a lot. But yeah. I've interviewed. Uh, she's passed now, which really sucked. Linda Godfrey and her whole <gasps> like those Wait. real cases. Yeah, Linda Godfrey. Wait a minute. Did you say she died? She passed away. Yeah, she did. Oh my God! I didn't know that. I've read yeah. all of her books. Oh yeah, she did, and uh, it's cool that you're familiar with her. But yeah, she she passed away, and I forget exactly what it was from. Uh, oh my but, goodness! Uh, like a weird surprise kind of thing. Oh my it's gosh! Like last year, oh. and another one was Rosemary Ellen Guiley. That was another lady that was pretty well known. But uh, but Linda Goffrey's whole thing, like I mean. I remember some town where there's a sheriff that there were so many werewolf sightings that they like started keeping track of it. Like the werewolf file. Yeah. Werewolf files. And does your husband leave in anything paranormal? He's just like, no paranormal. He believes in the paranormal, like ghosts and and demons and stuff like that. But when I try to venture too far into like the dog man stuff, he's like, no way. Really? I'm like, oh, yes. About Bigfoot. It's real, Damon. What about Bigfoot? I think he believes in Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Big believe Bigfoot. in Bigfoot. Yeah, me too. I believe in it. There's something you know? it, and there's something to this dog man stuff <laughs> for sure. There is just too many people that say the same thing. They're seeing the same thing. You know, there's too many people saying it. And look, like we we're talking about with the UFOs, for decades, uh, you know, people talk about UFO phenomena. And, uh, you know, people would be like, that's BS. That's not real. But even this, the Evan government now yeah, is saying, awful. yeah, it's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? So and then the there's stuff, something to the, it. The werewolf and dog, man, if you look at all this native stuff going on mm-hmm. with the, the S-Walkers, that's yep. real stuff that they're, they're dead serious yep. about. Yep. There's a good episode me and Christina saw on uh, Unsolved Mysteries with those Navajo police as you see, uh-huh. see that one check out season three i haven't watched all of those but we watched that one late you know went ahead and i watched, watched one i think with the navajo police and they went to like a lady's trailer and she was talking i think she was talking about bigfoot in that one and i was like whoa this is creepy man that's the one <clears throat> i saw mysteries yeah they did one on beyond skinwalker ranch where those same dudes went to and had a big s walker crazy thing happen with some lady that those they came to the s walkers came to her house and they the 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 family left and never came back and then they (coughs) beyond skinwalker ranch and something happened and the lady said that the light came onto it and the s walkers don't like to be known or you know and then the the navajo nation gave her a new house after that oh wow um Yes, beyond Skinwalker Ranch. If you haven't seen that, like I that. haven't seen that one. It's crazy too. Like they're all going to these different ranches where similar crazy stuff, yeah. just like the ranch. I was going to ask you: Have you heard of Bradshaw Ranch in uh, Arizona? No, I have not. That's one of the Uh-oh. episodes on Beyond Skinwalker Ranch, and it has crazy phenomenon. Look it oh. up. There's, there's a book I think, Merging Dimensions. That's, I think it's about that, but it's a whole other S walk. I mean, uh, Skinwalker Ranch type situation. I think Bigelow Whoa. even had his hands in it. That creepy Bigelow dude that buys. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in creeps. <laughs> there was a. I can't remember if I was watching it on a Skinwalker thing or reading about it. It was a, it was a, I think it was a girl. There were like kids at the time 
and one had come up to their house and it was like messing around the window and it creeped me out so bad because they said it sounded like a human imitating a dog like barking but like woof woof and it just gave me the chills like oh my god it's trying to like fool you you know what i mean like uh if you think it's just a dog and open the door or something i was like holy stuff and like (laughs) that too but it seems like they all do it on some i think the s walker tries to like help me or something like i've Uh seen those shows and you're like okay you go out there and then you never come back that's that is so creepy that gives me like the heebie-jeebies man missing 411 have you ever seen all that david yes that's what i was gonna say i was reading the missing 411 and watching some of the videos and i've seen the the two movies the hunted one and stuff and the one account i think it was the lady talking about she was hunting and it looked almost like the predator like when it was like cloaked like kind of see-through but you could see it like the shape of it oh my god i almost crapped myself that that was uh bruce maccabee's wife and uh he's a guy in ufos but i've Uh interviewed him four or five times over the years and those stories definitely are crazy (laughs) That's, that's insane and like I'm so happy I found that stuff later in life, though, because when I was a child, we never went anywhere for vacation other than camping in northern Arizona. And I was like, if I had seen that when I was a kid, I would have been like, hell no, I'm never going camping again. No way. Christina went camping when she was younger and something pulled her out and she like woke up outside and she's talking about camping in northern Arizona. Oh, she woke up like something pulled her out. And oh my God! Why am I out in the tent? Oh, that is horrible! Oh my God! I know my uh, my older brother. He used to play jokes and stuff, and he told us a couple times before we went camping. He's like, "The Mogion Rim Monster's gonna get us." He smashes people's heads with rocks and all this stuff. And Isn't that the Mongeo Rib Monster? <laughs> the Mogion Rim, yep. Okay. Yeah, the Mogion Rim. That's where we used to go camping all the time. And, oh, my God, my brother would just scare us to death with those stories. And But what's funny is, I think it was like maybe four or five years ago on the Mogion Rim, they had one of the, like, the highway cameras caught like i think walking kind of like in the snow it looked like like two sasquatch and like a little sasquatch yeah mm-hmm. there, there's some good footage out there that seems real to me i mean i don't know but there was that weird train one that was kind of weird where these people going by in a training like got some footage but there's oh. definitely some convincing weird ones that you're like that seems real and everyone in the comments thinks it's real right yeah <laughs> that for everything but there's a lot that's crap <laughs> for sure <Yeah. laughs> well uh hell's cargo yes what? that's your first splatter western book yeah that's our first splatter western uh with me and me and my sister wrote that one um you know we wanted to do kind of like a possession story and my (laughs) my dad always watches the show wells fargo the old western show you know where it's like the guys on the the wells fargo route and they're getting robbed and all this stuff and we're just joking one day we're like let's write a scary story like that and she's like yeah let's do it so um she kind of had an idea of like a 
a possessed nun and we're like well how are we gonna get her like you know to get on you know the root or the butterfield root or whatever we're like oh let's put her in a trunk so basically <laughs> what's your we have... name so give a props for the arthur name what's her name uh melissa Layson. okay yes it's l-a-s-o-n her last name um but yeah so that was where it first came from and we were just really wanting to write a splatter western anyway because growing up in arizona you know the west is just in our blood basically you know we had horses and like i said we always did camping hunting fishing our parents are from the south so we just did a lot of like outdoorsy stuff and we're like you know let's uh you know let's do a splatter western and we love gore and we love horror and everything else and mix it all together so that's that's where that came from and we're really excited about that one definitely and, i love that for sure we're and right. i have a, a splatter western one-off horror comic coming out from the dead sky as well that's going to be coming out soon that's called resurrection hill and um i sold it by saying it was pumpkin head meets tombstone nice pumpkin head meets tombstone That's yeah really cool. and when they say splatter western I, is it I mean, weird west and splatter western very similar but splatter western is just like more guts <laughs> like, yes okay. yes um it's kind of a play on uh the one genre is called splatter punk writing and it's kind of like it's very gory and stuff but it kind of also lets you focus on kind of like uh, problems in the world almost like punk rock music does um so um they kind of the splatter western morphed from that kind of writing the splatter punk so it is uh really gory <laughs> you know what i mean has a lot of blood and guts in it but you know a lot of them have like a moral to them i love them I, I yeah love weird west and it's a, uh, you know uh, definitely related to that and the family i've had joe r lansdale on before about weird west oh yay uh, i love lansdale he's an icon man <laughs> i was nervous like i've read him since i was a kid and then next yeah it's like with you and my co-host was late or something it's just me and joe r lansdale and i'm like uh. <laughs> i'm so nervous right now joe <laughs> so nervous but great another guy that uh, comes on al going back have you ever heard of al going back yes i have he's another legend man joe he's a, he's amazing yeah. He's great. And uh, he was friends with George Romero and told us some cool George Romero stories. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, he's down here in Florida. And uh, so, uh, what don't you, I know you had some page like Sisters of Horror or something. Or is that something on Facebook I saw? Like you have some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our Facebook page is the Sisters of Horror. And we go by the Sisters of Slaughter. That's just an old. It was originally just kind of a funny name that one of our editors <clears throat> made up because people were trying to have a, you know, kind of like a contest. Like, oh, what should we call you guys? You guys got to have a nickname. And people were like, oh, the Twins of Terror and the Sisters of Slaughter. And we're like, yeah, we like the Sisters of Slaughter. We'll go with that. <laughs> Are y'all twins? Is that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's my identical twin sister. Oh, okay. And, uh... The comic, who did the, like, illustrations for Resurrection Hill? Dan Franco. How is it and doing the comic? Is that a lot different? 
it was a different writing experience and I really liked it. So I'm actually writing in the works with a graphic novel with Dead Sky um, about a guy that has to go to hell. It's kind of like a noir, like a crime horror set in hell. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah. So. And how many books do you have out? How many have y'all done? Oof. A I'm lot. trying to I'm trying to count. Yeah. Our we've been in a lot of anthologies with short stories and our first novel, Mayan Blue, was actually um nominated for a Bram Stoker Award in twenty sixteen. And after Mayan Blue we had I think six or seven more novels since then. You don't have to count them all if it's happening. Yeah, I know. I was like looking at my bookshelf like, okay, I'm blind. Even if I have my glasses on, I'm trying to count all of them. But yeah. yeah. That's so. good. Do y'all have like a, a website or any, a link? No, that's the thing. We do not have a website. We're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. And I just started a Blue Sky page. I can send you the link to those if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of Blue Sky, but it just like being fighter there or something weird. It sounds like eyes wide shut. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess I need to do some more with social media. I'm not really good with this. And that, people were great. joining it, and I'm like, does anybody have a code to this? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I asked for one, and someone ignored me. I was like, okay. Well, I didn't know him. It was just somebody on my Facebook that I probably added nonchalantly. <laughs> I, will, I will give you a code if you want yeah. to join. I have some codes. <laughs> I'll check it out. I need more places to promote to so. promote yeah so have you had any uh personal paranormal experiences um well i know and people you know people are gonna say it's bs but i know that the house my grandparents lived in when i was a little kid was haunted i know it i just felt it and uh, it's one of those places where the back bedroom where all the kids would sleep when they stayed the night you knew something was looking at you the entire time so uh, gr my grandma would have to sleep in there with us. I'd cover my whole head up, all the way up with a blanket, even when it was summertime and 110 degrees outside, because I did not like it. The hallway was dark and creepy. Um, you would hear things in that house. And my aunt, she had, I think what it was, is possibly some of the antiques my, my grandparents had, because my aunt picked up it looked like a little wooden owl off the table and it was like something slapped it out of her hand uh-oh so ghosts yes and when i was at my grandparents house one time i swear i was sitting on the couch and behind oh my god thinking about it like makes me so scared behind my grandma's recliner i swear to god it looked like the shadow of a man like hunkered down but kind of like looking around the side at me holy i think that was one of the last times i ever stayed the night at her house because i was terrified i was like what is that shadow being yes and my grandma was so tough she was a, like i said she was a tough tennessee lady she would kill spiders with her hand. She'd be like, oh, get out of hell. <laughs> like, kill it. And I would be so scared. And my grandma would be like, if you're messing with these kids, you better get the hell out of here. She'd just start yelling. 
so she was not afraid, but I was terrified every time at my grandma's house. That'll do it. That sounds like, who knows what the, the shadow beings, I've seen those before when I had my dad's ashes that were in a closet in the hallway and I saw one go down yeah. in the hall and then. It was horrible. I was like, is it him? Is it something? <laughs> like, yeah, I, um, I was a custodian also for 14 or 15 years and working at schools at night, I had, okay, I was vacuuming and I had turned off the vacuum and I was standing there. I was completely alone in the building and a little rock hit me in the head. A little rock hit you in the head? A little, like it was thrown at me. A little rock bounced off my head. And I was looking around and I was like, what the hell was that? And I just wrapped up my vacuum cord and just got the hell out of there. I was like, I'm not finishing vacuuming this building. Nope, it's going to be dirty tonight because I'm totally freaked out. Um, and then I worked at another school. And at that school, it was a junior high. And I was, you know, the custodians have to go check all the doors at night. And my routine, I didn't want to walk around the outside of the cafeteria building. So I kept going. I would go in a door, check it behind me, walk through the dark kitchen, check the doors and come back. Well, I just kept feeling so creeped out. And one night I walked to the back and by the time I got to the back doors of the kitchen, I rattled them. They were locked, but I just had this like feeling like you better get out of here, get out of here right now. And I was almost running by the time I got back out into the cafeteria. And when I got to the door to leave, I swear it was almost like singing. It was very soft, but it was almost like singing coming from the cafeteria back in the kitchen. And I was like, holy shit, I got to get out of here. And I just like ran out of there. And in the same school, nobody wanted to ever go in the auditorium at night. And I had to go in there because the lady was sick and somebody left the stage lights on. They're like, oh, Michelle, you got to go turn the stage lights off. So, of course, the back of the stage is all painted black. It's scary as hell. I walk out through the dark uh, stage, and the lights are on. It's just the lights on the stage, so you feel like it's kind of, like, blinding you. You can't see, you know, the seats or anything like that. And I got to the middle of the stage, and I shit you not, those lights went off without me touching them. I wasn't even near the wall, near the light switch. And that was probably one of the most scared moments of my entire life. I just turned around and ran. I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's like something if it threw something at you, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's usually something Bigfoot does, but I'm not going to say it's Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> they usually that's don't a... hit you. They just do it <laughs> around you. I know there was a... Uh, an episode that unsolved mysteries episode where the tribal police were in this building and the coins kept falling which is, is that the oh, one yeah did you, did you i see remember that? that one yeah that was really crazy <laughs> that scared the crap out of me oh yeah and then collect it. and i believe those dudes the natives starts talking about that stuff i don't doubt them at all like oh, that, i don't doubt all, it i'm not gonna lie about it like they're dead you it's funny, too, when I first moved into this house, every once in a while in my kitchen, it would look like a, a streak of light. And one time I was standing outside on the back porch and I looked through our kitchen window at my husband because he was doing dishes. And behind him, I swore I saw a streak of light 
and this is when we first moved in. And then our older son, he kept telling me about ghost hands in his closet. I I thought it was his imagination. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. And that room ended up just being like a, a toy room, you know, just crammed with his toys and stuff for a couple years. And then later on, when we had our second son, he was about two years old and they were both playing in the toy room. And guess what? He came and told me there's ghost hands. Uh-oh. So both my kids had said that. So you know what I did? I went in there. I opened the closet door and I said, if there's anything and I'll bleep it out, if there's anything in this effing house, you are not welcome here. You know what I mean? I just pulled it out like in the name of God. You are not welcome in my house, and you are not welcome around my kids, and you have to leave right now. So I don't know if there's actually anything in my house. I haven't seen, since I said that, honestly, I haven't seen any streaks of light or anything again. How did, so their, I dad, don't, how did their dad react to all that stuff? Well, he <laughs> was freaked out. With it. He was freaked out because we have our garage built in and that's our computer room and he has all of his heavy metal posters and one night he was up late drinking some beer you know and he had the door open to our dining room kitchen area and he was like i swear to you there's a shadow there he's like like it looked like someone was like there's you know like my shadow was in front of me and he was just expecting me to walk into the door and nothing ever happened. It was just like a shadow there. But like I said, ever since I got um, tough mama bear and started telling, you know, you are not welcome in here. You're not, do not talk to my kids. Do not mess with my kids. You know, like I said, in the name of God, you better leave my house. I, we haven't had anything weird again. So, that's good. so you cast it out in the name of God. That's, that's the best route. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking like, Either we were all just letting our imaginations get away with us, or there was something that wasn't like violent or anything, just yeah. kind of Kids hanging are about. Kids right on about that stuff. Like they see stuff. You know, I know you know this probably anyway, but they they see stuff for sure because they have that. So they're not as polluted yet with everything, so they're more yeah. open about everything. Yeah. And yes. Fascinating. That's what I think happened to me. I went through the testicular cancer crap and mm-hmm. lost and all that. And I think a lot of people, like shamans and stuff that I talk to, they think the just that suffering opens your senses. Mm-hmm. I had some weird stuff that I never, you know, would have thought I would have ever seen in my life yeah. that I've seen. Like there was a house here in Florida, uh, Silver Lake. I saw two completely sober and i've seen stuff in other various modes of consciousnesses throughout my life but this time completely sober and i was listening to some watchword bible on tv that you know, i was just playing it to basically you know if there's anything bad around to make it go away or whatever mm-hmm. and something said go outside and i oh, and look in the sky and i went outside stood and turned towards my house and saw two people made of light like they were in my house and flew through the roof oh my gosh into the heavens like something out of a comic book like, whoa and i think maybe it was deceased loved ones maybe it was 
Bible people Maybe. or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> wow. It was a LSD flashback. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> even with that, there's truth. Even, you know, you see oh, yeah. the rims with that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's some of my big ones and why we do the show. And we've had, uh, I've interviewed Stanton Friedman, nuclear physicist. He's passed away now. But there's one of the guys always used an example about the UFO thing for people that may not, you know, buy all the UFO stuff. Captain Robert Salas in the Air Force has a book out. He's still enlisted and active, as far as I know, unless it's mm-hmm. changed. It's been a while. But he wrote a book about UFOs coming and shutting down his missile silos at his base. What? And this, yeah, look him up. Robert Salas, S-A-L-A-S. He has a book. It's on Amazon. Wow. The whole book is about that. So it's like Whoa. that's a slap to anyone. Like, here. Yeah. Slap. Exactly. <laughs> Wake up, people. Definitely. This is happening. Wow. And, uh, with the Swatter Westerns, are you going to do some more in the series, or is there more expected? Um, we would like to do more. I don't know uh, with the way this one ended if we would continue it or just do like a whole different story. But I love, I love writing horror and westerns. Awesome. Like I said, I grew up on all of that, so it was like second nature to me to write that <laughs> so yeah i mean if they're like hey you guys write another one i definitely do it dead sky is definitely cool i love that that's some unique unique uh, subject matter for sure and they just put out that weird west anthology that had lansdale and al going back in uh-huh yes yes yeah but it's on my to-do list for sure uh and uh i don't know what are some uh weird west like movies like i know bonehawk Tom- tomahawk or whatever that's like the only one i could think of right now yeah i'm trying to think of more too um there was that oregon trail and I, I didn't watch that oregon uh, trail like a west i didn't watch it though but there's not a lot like, yeah there's not a lot there was one that i saw recently just like an uh like a trailer for it that i was interested in oh, what was it called Oh, it's like uh, you can see like a lady standing in a doorway of like maybe the prairie or the plains, like holding a gun. And I was like, oh, well, that looks cool. I think I want to check that one out. I think I know what you're talking was about. Was it The Wind? Is it called The Wind? That is it. The Wind, yeah. But I've never seen it, though, so I can't say like, oh, yeah. I think my first introduction to Weird West was Joe R. Lansdale, the Jonah Hex comics. Uh, oh, yes. Jonah Hex. Yeah. So, yeah, we're kind of all, you know, doing a little bit of Lansdale worship, I think, when we're writing, hoping we can be. Yeah, I have that. a good scene laughing about my crappy tattoo. <laughs> I have a chore, Lance. No, it's a Jonah Hex tattoo. It looks it looks terrible right now. You know what? That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> it looks like that movie that came out at this point is so old. <laughs> like the crappy movie. <laughs> I never watched that, I don't think. But I, think I, I don't think I've seen that one, though, either. That one had Josh a... Rowland and Matt, like yeah. It had good stuff in it, but it like they... <laughs> They killed it with the reviews, and I was like, I don't know if I, I I'll give it a chance one year. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know that that there. reminds me. I, I think I will. I think I will try that one. Yeah, I'm going to. It's on Amazon, and uh, we've been watching the new Godzilla, that show on Apple, which I got Apple for free. I ain't paying for it, but for just till yeah. January, that new uh, Kurt Russell situation. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, is that a good one? It's good. It's a whole series, but uh, and basically, it's Kurt Russell and his son, 
and his son plays him in the past, and then I guess mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, the actor's old version, and Godzilla. So, wow. oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's connected to all the recent Godzilla movies, like the Kong versus and all that. Uh-huh. Stuff. It's that dude. So yeah, it's worth watching for sure. Oh, dang. And uh, uh, trying to think of what else have we been watching? We watched Loki. That was good. We finished. Was that, that a good and, one? Yeah, Loki's good. With uh, I think my son was watching that one. Yeah. Anything with trickster stuff, I'm in. For You're sure. in for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coyote and all that stuff. That's a good one to. I know. Uh, what's his name? Christopher. He has a book with Coyote in the title from the Spider Westerns. Oh, the Thirteenth Coyote. Yeah. And, oh uh, yes. Yes, I seen the cover for that one. I think it has a werewolf on it, and I was like, "Uh, uh, uh that's amazing." <laughs> then there's like Ballad of the Weir Vixens or something's like the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I was but, like, "Holy crap, that's amazing!" Is there any? Uh, there was one. Uh, God, there's some weird West book I got recently called Red Rabbit or something like that. Have you come across any books that are any good that are Weird West, other from other authors that you've read that you can think of? Oh, yeah, there's, like, a lot that's been out. Um, uh, was it Christine? Oh, gosh. Christine Morgan wrote one. Haley Piper wrote one. Those are the um, Splatter, Splatter Western. Yes, yes. Um, I'm yet to check them all out. Here's one that I haven't yeah. read yet that you might want to make a note of that I got, but I haven't read it. A publisher sent it to me. It's called Red Rabbit by Alex Grecian G-R-E-C-I-N but just remember Red Rabbit it's on Red Amazon Rabbit. it's got good reviews like I, I'm just I love the genre so that's why I'm yeah. so excited about all the splatter western books like I, yeah it's just a weird unique genre that we need more of for sure <laughs> uh, are you gonna check out check out the um are you, you are checking out the the splatter western comics too then huh yeah, uh, I haven't seen yours yet, but he did yeah. send some uh, from uh, God. Where are they at? Uh, R H uh, R Latch did one of uh, them. Yeah, I have them here, and here they are. Let me see. Uh, Bone Tribe. Yes, that one. Yeah, Bone Tribe. Uh-huh. And, uh, there's like uh, I'm opening them so I can remember the titles. Uh, but I read a. Uh, own tribes one okay the other one's swallower of shades swallower of shades is good i read that one too yeah i'm trying I, I haven't read swallower of shades but bone tribe is that the one in the weird town and it's like really weird with the zombie people sort of yeah wow. the parable. that was that was crazy <laughs> it was like twilight zone for sure like, it's really good well <laughs> done too and definitely we'll be checking out the 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 western comics and stuff and i and when does yours come out january 24th what about hell's cargo that is being um all put together right now so we don't have an exact date for the release of that one yet all right well uh we appreciate it so much with uh, dead sky publishing and you and i've really enjoyed the interview and uh thanks so much and uh good luck with your books and i hope y'all y'all do some more keep the, the splatter western alive yeah thank you guys so much for having me on i really had a great time talking with you all right have a good night y'all have a y'all have a good weekend take care bye
All right, everybody, you're listening to United Public Radio, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. Christina Giordano's coming up. My fiance, she's back from Arizona, from seeing her daddy and family, and she came here. Her daddy loves me, and the uh, guest is from Arizona, too. Arizona representing Arizona. And uh, here's uh, something that, oh, first off, you're listening to United Public Radio, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. You got to, it's weirder when you're just on here by yourself. Like, I start freaking out and stuff. Like, oh, I'm by myself. Going to Adam Sandler mode. Uh, Citizens petition to stop animal cruelty. Here's a place that's the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Uh, You can go to PCRM.org. That's PCRM.org. And basically... uh, this is they help shut down cruel animal uh, lab stuff. Like there was the dog situation with the what was it the 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 beagles, and that's a weird story because I actually called that place that was hurting the beagles and prank called them one night, and I was like hell's coming. I didn't threaten anyone, but I guess that's sort of a threat. <laughs> but anyway, that place eventually got shut down, and they were basically doing sick crap to animals sick and they all look like my little jack dog who died so sick i understand doing stuff to like help humans but that's just like doing weird experiments on animals and starving them and crazy weird sick stuff it's disgusting humans are gross like who could work that way like you just go to work every day and there's like just animals being tortured in cages in weird ways and given weird medicines. Oh, we're doing it for humanity. Oh, not our pocketbook. Oh, whatever. Kiss my grits, you sickos. But anyway, we got Christina Giordano here, back from Arizona. Arizona, Arizona representing. Why well, I hear an echo? I'm not yeah. sure. Let me turn you down a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure why it's doing that, but we'll figure it out. Uh, it's like my headphones. Push it back a little. Let's see. That might help some. Well, uh, what can you tell us about this uh, place I just plugged, Christina? Well, basically, uh, I was going to say humans aren't horrible. It's mostly the fact that we're kind of here making choices. We all have to decide what we're going to do with our time. And sadly, even as an RN, from what I understand, the Beagle place, for example, they were testing for pharmaceutical companies and others who pay them money, uh, purchase puppies and so on, and send them to this facility to test medications to put out for humans to be as safe as possible, like during COVID. Um, to test probably ivermectin and so on so they probably have I want to say a good intention for what they're trying to do but yes sadly the animals were getting the the bad end of that so no joke you actually called them and prank called them and not long after that they were busted so um, basically the letter that I gave you was to plug something about 
helping to stop. There's like maybe five different facilities that we know of in the U.S. where they basically are putting money towards setting on animals, live animals. So it's just basically saying, can we try to stop doing this cruel thing if possible? Because um, there is actually things that can be used that are not live. Like those animals, the beagles, they would basically be puppies tested with high doses of different medications to see how much they can handle before they usually are killed. So it's just sad. It's just trying to stop any kind of killings that don't need to be happening, whether it's animals or humans. Life is life. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, let me see. When you're listening, do you hear an echo of me? I do slightly. Let me know if I need to run out of here. We're in the same room, first of all. So I'm using yeah. my phone with earbuds and just trying to fill in. So if I need yeah. to step out, I will. Oh, I don't know why you would do that. I don't hear it bad on my end. So uh, I would just try to roll with it. Yeah, so we'll just go with it. Well, when it comes to the uh, skinwalker situation, the dog-type creature that we saw on the side of the road, what do you think about that? Well, what's oddly enough is that last week is when it, no, two weeks ago, when you had a show last year, you are going to have the show um, with someone else from what was the place you, you plugged tonight with a gal? I'm sorry, I was trying to do other things at the same time. The publishing company. Um, he sadly missed the show. So he's going to reschedule, I think, in December or something. Yeah. But one of the last things I had wrote on a piece of paper, because you had said, sadly, Jay McNicholas, that normally um, co-hosts with you or Lamb, he couldn't be on because of work. So it was one of those where you told me, do you want to be in here and help me? I'm like, oh my god. So I'm writing down things to figure out what to what to talk about and one of the last things oddly again there's no I believe no no coincidences everything's a synchronization just like the gal on tonight's from Arizona it's all southwest publishing blah 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 and I'm from the southwest Arizona just like you're throwing me in and I want to believe okay so everything's supposed to happen for a reason Last thing I wrote on the paper before we went to go to Walmart that night, the, sadly the man didn't show up. So we're like, let's go to Walmart. Let's do the stuff we need to do. And uh, I wrote on the paper, dog man. I didn't write SW or any of those things because also I'm always trying to be respectful as possible um, and not bring anything into our home that's negative or heavy that could cause harm to anyone. Um, but that was the last thing I wrote on the paper. And then we're driving towards Walmart, as you know, not far out of our little town of Graceville. And looking over to the right, there's this, what looked like a dog, but a huge wolf size. And it was awkward colored, like very goldish. It was weird. It was like, I looked at it and I said, that wasn't a coyote. And we are not in an area where there's wolves. And it was huge. It was awkwardly weird, huge. And all I thought was um, instantly, dog man, SW. And yeah, Jeffrey, stop talking about these things. Like I always try to have like a balance of not fear, but reverence. I think a part of me, you know, being that a Native American and different things, I'm very, let's be careful what we talk about and all of that. So we don't want to bring it in our homes. And yeah, uh, it looked like what I would say probably would be an SW. It was very large and it wasn't normal. 
And I just felt the calm in me of something saying again, okay, it doesn't matter what you write, what you think about again, it's very important what you think about, what you believe, because it's very real. There's other things on the other side of us that we need to be careful, kind of a reflection again. So I think that's kind of what it was saying was, hi, cool, you wanna talk about us? So. Well, that was definitely creepy. You know, I was down there eating a uh, roadkill or something. And uh, one of the other weird things that happened recently is uh, we were walking down the road near here, here, and there was a uh, dead cat on the side of the road. And uh, I walked up to it. It was Himalayan like. And. Uh, one of his eyes was hanging out of his head, which was gross. And uh, there's a blood trail, a car ran over it. So basically, I moved it so I could get it out of the road. But I didn't want it to keep getting, getting splattered or whatever. And uh, basically, uh, put it on the side near the woods. Didn't have a shovel. And uh, we went on our way. And I said a prayer. Something said thank you, which I don't know if it was the cat or God or something. I don't know. Fairy. Who knows? But something said thank you. And we walked home. And then days later, my mom wakes up early. And uh, for some reason, she saw a cat on the treadmill that looked like a Himalayan. And sometimes when she wakes up, she has visuals of weird things like ghosts and weird stuff like that. But basically she saw a Himalayan cat. So it was like it stopped by here and uh, did whatever, said thank you, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the echo. Try to talk as normal as possible. You're kind of talking in a look slow delay, and I think it's picking up your echo. All right, I'm still here. Just talk normal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do me a favor. Do you have a mute button on your end on there? Do I don't hear it doing it anymore. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's odd. I think it's just my headphones that weird. Everything's odd. We're just weird and it's okay. What I was going to say is I think because most people know or have heard that believe in whatever you want to call it, new agey, they get belittled for being to whatever. The veil is thin. It's like Halloween all the time. So like the weird gifts I've always had and or I felt insane cursed from my earliest memories. I've been called a shaman by a shaman. I've been afraid to be a witch my whole life, including which I think, and that's why I've told you as my masculine, I need to be the divine feminine. And as twin flames, whatever you want to say, I need you to protect me from whatever it is that's always on the other side and vice versa. Like I've actually have came outside and seen you looking at the sky. I saw a huge shadow being that was standing behind you. I don't know what it was. But I know it ran away and it was on its fours as fast as it could as I approached you. And I just felt like something said it was the light in me that walked out towards you like the nightingale is the RN that's in me, the 
the healer, again, having gifts, I've always tried to not let fears define me, but why I need to be careful because something that I've always seen or whatever I didn't understand, I try to chase. <laughs> I try to chase it to understand. So I need to be careful because, you know, even that kind of thing, the SW is looking for what you would describe as a witch. Um, and I've had some issues in the last couple of years since I've known you. I love you. And and yet I have to be careful again. And that's why I'm saying we need, we are connected. All of us are. I mean, I've had a friend that I cared about in high school. She played with the Ouija board in another part of town. And I had weird stuff going on in my house that I can't describe as anything. But she had opened a door somehow and it was affecting me and it was dangerous. And I had to tell her, please do not do that. Close that door. Um, so the SW is looking for a witch specifically or some kind of thing that it wants to be with on the other side. And I've dealt with bouts of really bad depression, even suicidal thoughts. And so saying, you know, basically it's very important what we do with our energy, what we talk about, what we do. And that's why we're here tonight, even no joke. Like, you know, Jay had to work, but I'm here because I'm trying to help you work together as a team. I believe like a Roman soldier, we put our soul, we put our shields together and we learn to understand what it is we don't understand you know, what's out there. Instead of being afraid of it, we try to understand it. The science in me, again, not to be afraid of it and to try to understand the paranormal world and know that it's very real because things I never asked for my whole life I've been afraid of. I literally was scared I did get locked up for. You know, I've been the nurse and being like, oh my God, I see things and I don't want to get in trouble and and yet it's like, you know what, this is very real. So if there's something I need to do to help other people, let me be able to do it and not be afraid of whatever it is that's trying to probably silence me or sadly take my energy, even if that means sadly my life. That's the ultimate thing. I think there's definitely something on the other side of this life. Our soul is eternal, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, it's very important what we do with this time and our choices. It's, it's a gift, basically not something we want to run from most definitely and i know i mentioned briefly the uh tent booty situation <laughs> you remember the tent, tent booty story yeah um i'm guessing this was early junior high maybe like 13 um where we were camping in arizona again up in mingus mountain and that i mean everywhere in this this world is very spiritual, but Native American is very in that land. And all I know is I think I have a connection again with the other side, including Sasquatch possibly is my guess, because the things that would have sadly probably ate me because whatever would take the time to somehow open a tent, which I don't know how even a bear would do that, like meticulously open a zipper and pull me out of the tent where I'm sleeping with my father sister and brother weirdly my half my torso was pulled out the tent from like my umbilicus belly button down and yeah it was weird like I woke up what the heck like it's brighter than normal and yep I'm halfway up the tent and my first thought was this is weird because I should be dead right now if something was trying to eat me and so I thought even then raised like a little Pentecostal Christian girl it was a Sasquatch. I had no clue really what that was, but I knew this has to be something not normal. 
Well, and you know the Florida story, or I don't know if it, I don't know if it was a jaguar or whatever wild the panther is out here. But yeah, again, I have two American bulldogs. I'm out there with the Chihuahua and Maltese that sadly have passed away since then. But living in um, Mariana, Florida, when was this? This was before you moved in, right? 2020. So I'm out there with the dogs and doing my thing, letting them go potty before bed. And there's this really thick forested area. And yeah, I was down petting the dogs and I thought, this is a really dangerous position. If there's predators out here in the forest, which is right behind me. And in that moment, so again, it's kind of weird and you need to be careful. There's something connected to your mind. Telepathically, whatever you want to say that can read your thoughts. So it's very careful what we think about. Because while I'm down there thinking that, I heard the most scary scream I have ever heard in my life. I don't know if it was a Sasquatch. I've heard cougars in Arizona growing up hunting with my father and so on. It wasn't that. And what's scary is that it was so scary that the dogs I was with did not bark. They were silent. And you know my dogs here, they bark. American Bulldogs. And they were silent. Their hackles were up on the back of their necks, down their backs. And we all got inside quietly into the porch area and shut the door. We were just like quiet. And I knew in my head again, whatever that was, was not normal. And again, while I thought something in my head, this is a dangerous position, I could get attacked. And weirdly, whatever you want to say it again, I don't know how or why, whatever it is with the Sasquatch, whatever, maybe, where I thought in my head something perverted. This is a perverted position I should be in. Just like when I woke up in the tent, even that young, my, my butt was sticking up in the air. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like something was checking me out. I don't know to the say what that is, but that's Shock what I thought. Squatch, booty. Shock of Squatch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jojo never saw his secret Sasquatch, Shaka Swatch secret Christmas video. What? During the Halloween, it wasn't a Christmas video, it was during the Halloween show. I wore the mask and I go, Shaka Squatch love Jojo. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Shaka Squatch love booty. But anyway, uh, Arizona, you've ever been to that Bradshaw Ranch or heard of it? Does it ring um, a bell any? Well, Sedona? what's funny is actually you said, do I know the Bradshaw Ranch, which I guess is in Sedona? No. I went and looked it up when you told me about it. I was in Arizona, but what's crazy is my dad lives in this tiny little area in what's called Mayer, Arizona. And he actually has two properties in what's considered Mayer. But uh, out there is the Bradshaw Mountains. <clears throat> and so that's what's crazy is you asked about it. And it's kind of like actually where I'm at is what that's, that ranch would be named after. And there is, again, a lot of weird stuff that happened even when I was in, in Arizona for the last six months. Like up at their cabin, up in this certain area, there was what, I don't know what to call, looked like little children or watchers, I called, or they'd kind of be going through the house watching me. I'd be eating dinner by myself, house sitting and see the corner of my eye. I'm being watched. And so... Again, I didn't have sage at the time that I'm praying and just like, you know, whatever that is, God, I just pray for healing in this land. And, you know, if there's something heavy here, specifically in the house, the cabin I was at is up in um, Breezy Pines area, which is uh, an old mining town. And a lot of, sadly, again, a lot of rich, heavy history with the Native American people and 
often bad things, you know, where people would have been killed or, you know, just not treated the best and kicked off their land. And sadly, in the end, there's kind of a heavy feeling there. And that's what I felt my whole life growing up. And maybe because I have these weird gifts, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm trying to bring healing to the land. I'm trying to actually bring even to maybe if they're ghosts or people on the other side that are trying to say, hey, hi, I think they know I can see them. Um, try to somehow give them peace if there's a way that they can be released or even whatever that SW, that wolf thing. You know, maybe it's a spirit because I've often, often seen that before without you. Uh, even recent in Arizona, often again, weirdly around graveyards. And um, again, I've had these weird gifts my whole life to the point where I just kind of feel like it's normal when I know it's not. Or again, I've spent most of my life or all of it until the last year, six months even, being afraid of my gifts because I was scared to get locked up or judged to be something I'm not, you know, whether it's the church or the medical field, you know, so again, I think definitely there's no coincidences. There's something that's trying to get us to use our experiences, especially crazy hard things like, like you've mentioned, dealing with cancer, you know, life, de life or death situations where you absolutely, I would say, look death in the face. And as like a shaman would say, you're able to step through that fear, right? And actually embrace it, embrace the shadow with light. No. Amen. Hallelujah, mother truckers. That's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, one thing we'll, we'll get back to some questions. Is there a particular one you want to talk about next? I think we're going to do that. Let's well, I have that. some I can, I can roll out. Yeah, go ahead. But uh, I know you told one story about a strange creature that was like a half weird misshapen mutant thing in a cemetery or something like that when it's like crawling around like ring a bell are you talking about the torso story yeah okay let me have a sip of something here and then we're going to talk yeah. about Declamath falls oregon okay well you take it a, a sip for a second and i'll just bring up the the January uh, Neil Donald Walsh interview I'm scheduling for January right now. And so far I have Eric Grimsrud and uh, have him. And uh, wait, can everybody hear me right now? It's strange because of the echo in my headset when I mute your mic, it, it goes away. It's strange. Uh, we're trying, trying to figure out tech stuff. But right now, I'll just mute that, and then we'll come back and get on to the other subjects. But uh, Neil Donald Wash, I'm scheduling right now for January 2024. And uh, so far, uh, Neil Donald Wash, Conversations with God, that is uh, the 12th. And then, uh, of course, uh, if you haven't read Conversations with God, that's a, a real uh, good one. And uh, you can... Uh, those books kept me out of prison pretty much. There was just, it was just God in a way that I'd never heard it before. Uh, it was God. He seemed more like there's something in it that says why well, sometimes God can sound like the fellow next door, which that might be creepy for some people, but I always think of the guy on tool time from like that 
God, what is that dude's name? Uh, you know, Tim Allen. Yeah, the guy that's like your neighbor. Or John Candy. We just watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And that was pretty funny. I'd seen it a long time ago, but that, that's that's a, a hoot for sure. And uh, Steve Martin and uh, John Candy. But anyway, the conversations with God book, I know uh, one thing he said that God told him was, you got me all wrong. And that that's pretty much his mes- one of the messages to humanity. How humanity <clears throat> uses God in so many different ways, in an abusive way, like... Oh, the tornado killed the village. Oh, those people must be sinners. Or, you know, just a lot of murder that they say God did, which what if God didn't do that? It was just people. And God didn't say, oh, why don't you murder them today? I'm God. Which, I mean, maybe he did some days. I don't know. It's like Cain and Cain. I mean, not Cain and Abel. What's the one with the son, the son and the dad? What's that one again? My mind's one blank. No, the Christian one where the, the dad's like, God's like, kill your son. Oh, Abraham and Isaac? Yes. Okay, yeah, that one's a little weird. I'm not going to get into that one. <laughs> well, I similar, and I actually was raised Pentecostal Christian, but I just feel like that. And, uh, but anyway, Eric Grimsrud is the first show of the year. Uh, we'll be talking about Trumple Gooch. We'll be talking about Trumple Gooch being Mabus, which I hope he's not Mabus because this is Church of Mabus. I don't want to be a Church of Trumple Gooch. I don't even like Trumple Gooch. I don't like any of them. We're not going to get into that, but Eric will be talking about that when it comes to uh, January 5th. So that's what I got so far. Moving slowly but surely. It's strange. Uh, she's in the same room with me, so we're trying to figure it out. But when I'm talking, if I mute the mic, the echo goes away. So it's just odd. I don't. We'll have to listen to it after and just see and work with it and figure it out. Usually, there's people in the chat room I can ask, but I guess everybody's like in a turkey coma, so I don't see anyone. So, but uh, well, uh, the torso story is that the one we want to get into? All right, tell us that story about the torso just so i don't forget obviously i'm filling in for jay but hopefully in the future if i ever do this i'll be setting up the gypsy wagon in the rv so i can do it in there and not be doing it in the same room with you but um yes going back to Plymouth falls oregon i know it was military related i believe anyway because i know it was on memorial day at night Again, I'm a weird one, I know, and I always love to go. I don't say I love to go. They've always drawn me to them. And my dad, again, weirdly, showed me them. But, uh, cemeteries, graveyards, so on. Um, and, yeah, I remember driving through it with my friend Justin on Memorial Day, but it was night, and we sat there for a bit, and we weren't doing anything. We weren't high or anything. Um, and no joke on the hill. There's this is in Klamath Falls, Oregon, an old cemetery, very cool. You know, everyone grew up in it, and usually the USM would say playing Oregon Trail, right? So it's very, very spiritual, very heavy area, and something to it, I think. And I've seen a lot of things with that on Halloween in the graveyard, duh, but Memorial Day, and I know I saw what looked like half of a torso. And it was literally wearing military clothes, like an old uniform. 
crawling up the mountain, the hill towards us in the vehicle. And I said, do you see that? And he said, yes. That's all he said. And I hit the gas and ran out. I call it my Irish kicked in. Or I don't usually get act scared of things, but that was scary. And it reminded me of watching like the 13th ghost. So that's probably why. And it reminded me of when they talk about the torso and it's like, oh my God, like there's literally a torso crawling towards us. And it was, it was like I had half an arm and that's it crawling. And I thought, okay, in my head, something military. And for some reason, again, they know I have gifts and they're trying to show themselves to me. I don't know. They don't want to be forgotten, I guess, is maybe what it is. But uh, Justin, Justin Fennell was with me, my friend in Salem, Oregon. So thankfully I've had a lot of weird experiences with other people because I would question it completely. Or again, I've been able to a lot of times if I've seen things in the hospital, for example, at night working on security cameras and whatnot, I've been able to call and ask, um, can someone can please come up here? And I've told very few people what I've seen. And thankfully, usually they confirm that other people have seen the same thing or I'm not completely crazy. Like I've, been scared of my whole life so you getting crazy with vix that's right baby that's what i do what was the place where someone saw a some kind of creature and there's a security guard that said other people saw it or something you just tell me a story like that basically kind of yeah i ran into that i guess i was trying to think of the year i don't know if it really matters i think it's just my mind that's always about facts um, if anyone cares, like when I lived in Klamath Falls, it was, I'm pretty sure Memorial Day in probably around 2012. Yes, that's my guess. Anyway, then the next weirdness that I was just saying about uh, security specifically was in Elko, Nevada. And I won't say names because he actually worked for the military as well. Really cool guy. Um, and he's one of those I would trust with my life. So I know that he wouldn't be messing around with me and for example again i i'm i'm into having freedom of fill in the blank and he, again he served our country in the military so he was one who wanted to actually have a gun on him which i think is actually intelligent being a nurse and working in the hospital i've had it's actually one of the most dangerous positions um out there believe it or not especially working nights rural which is where i've worked primarily um Elko, Nevada, if you don't know where that's at, is an awesome, really cool town. Um, and the first place I lived outside of Arizona, and I met someone who worked in security. He would do his rounds every night when he worked. Um, and so, for example, he he basically had told that like, we had, have, had discussions about stuff outside of that. So I trusted him again. He said other people recorded seeing what I had seen. And what's weird is that anytime I had seen it, it was almost always exactly 333 in the morning. Because I'd work nights almost always my whole career, you know, from usually six at night till six in the morning. And weird stuff would always happen my whole life from about midnight till four in the morning. But 333 is always a really crazy thing. And I recently knew, I found out my numerology number, life path number is nine. And 333 is nine. So again, everything is a, a, a basically a message. It's like people can pray all day or whatever you want to call it for signs. They are everywhere. We just cannot literally see them because there's so much everywhere. But 
I imagine a lot of times would be by myself or have maybe one other nurse, not completely alone. So it felt like it, but one other nurse, maybe we're on break taking turns. So you're up there alone and I'm doing something, whatever. And I look up at the camera split second. And that's what the thing is. Like you said, with seeing with the possible SW on the side of the road, you see it very clearly, but it's so fast that right after your mind logically wants to say, that's not what I just saw. What was that? And then you fill in what should logically make sense. But I looked up and saw clear as day what looked like, and I've seen it before, very similar, like the ring. If you see the movie, what looks like a, yeah, a dark figure, but a very scary kind of thing. But picture it down on its fours and just like long hair over its whole body and crawling. Like something you, again, would be like scared seeing in the thir 13th ghost of like the witch figure where it's really coming at you quickly. But I look up and see on the camera something go by on its fours like that. And I'm like, um, what was that? You know, or it's like, I'm just crazy. And I'm, I don't want to know what that was. Because, of course, at the same second, I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's literally running right towards where I'm at. You know, it's like, so I just pretended that didn't happen. And when my friend came by and did walks, yep, he was like, I've heard that actually recorded by other people as well. So I'm like, well, that's good. I, I think. And then he basically said, and that's what I realized a lot of times there's something to it where he said, there's something to this land. And this is like a guy I know is like Irish, not, not, um, you know, indigenous in any way. And yep. It's like, it was a native American thing. He's like something, something, which is not funny, but it was like, Oh my God, you know, something to it being a witch and something with the land being cursed. And, I mean, it is big time again, a mining area. Um, and they're out there getting money and gold and things from the land and making huge amounts of money. I know we need these things, but I feel there's something tied to it possibly where it's kind of, there's still a heaviness there. Like you don't need to be here taking from our land, possibly in a greedy way. Just like, absolutely. I'm at, at a hospital, a nurse working and I'm there to heal and there's positives to it. But I know with that, there's also a lot of corruption again, going back to these animals that I was asking to help save, sadly, they're being tested on. They're working for, just like I've been many times as a nurse, working for maybe corrupt people um, or land that maybe is very heavy because there's a lot of heaviness there. So if that makes sense. <laughs> There's also a UFO in Silver Lake. Yeah. Well, I thought you lived there. You can tell if you want. My um sadly my late what is it, my second uncle, my mom's uncle Paul. I can say his name, Paul Williams. He lived and grew up in um actually that area. And he told you a confirmation to the story, which was nice, right? It's weird like talking to the um, security guy, hearing, oh, good, other people have told you that. Well, I think. So, yeah, a confirmation story about an alien out in Silver Lake, Florida. Yep, uh, basically said that he was a Vietnam vet, and basically he said that there was, a, I used to live on Silver Lake. Someone told me a weird story about witches used to meet there. I don't remember and Native American mounds and all this stuff and arrowheads and all that stuff. And basically on Silver Lake, you know, I saw some UFO stuff out there. 
I saw uh, one day it was like there was an invisible something in the yard making the winds blow and stuff. Like it was flying around and you couldn't see it, almost like a stealth drone. And I didn't see anything in the sky. My brother saw it. It was like it was flying. It was weird. But uh, basically, he's passed now, but he said that there was a UFO at the bottom of Silver Lake. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, I'd like for it to go out there like Yoda and make it lift up. I'm going to do it right now live on the show. I'm going to make the UFO rise from Silver Lake and come here so I can start world domination. You hear that, government? We're going to make this UFO rise tonight live on the show. Um, Shaka Squatch, um, anyway, it's a weird story, and, uh, just a bizarre, bizarre oddity, and, uh, Christina attracts experiences, and so do I, and, uh, she, we've had some together, and, uh, she's seen some strange beings standing over me late at night, you want to tell us that story? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just laughing watching you. Like okay. you're talking like you're like the special wizard. I don't know what the word is. We are, we are, I guess, special wizards, right? And wizard threats. Wizard threats. I don't even know what the word is. Uh, I say dudettes and dudes. But anyway, um, yeah. Basically, um, when you moved in with my my grandma, mom, and I over in Mariana from Graceville, Florida. We met, I guess it was the tail end of 2019. And then 2020 was, I would say, as you described, sadly, the goldie oldie days of all these good things of your life. That was when our relationship was like the honeymoon period, sadly, before we even got married. And before you moved in with us, pretty much, or when you did, to help take care of uh, my mom and my grandma, primarily, as um, we've talked about in the past here and there. But basically, I moved down from Washington to Florida to take care of mostly grandma as a nurse full time um, as she had, sadly, dementia and other things progressing quickly and she was getting more and more confused. And my mom was supposed to be taking care of her, but she, uh, as you know, is not safe enough to be taking care of herself right now either. So long story short, it was insanely crazy and Thank you for all of the help that you've done, really, in helping me take care of my mom, grandma, and the animals. Because we have a zoo here, literally, from the mini pig to American bulldogs, again, mentioned to, uh, you know, when I went and took took care of this time to take care of myself and heal, really, after taking care of grandma. It was the biggest time I needed, of six months, to take care of myself and heal from really 10 years plus of being a nurse. Weirdly, yes, we both have similarities as being middle kids, having very weird experiences, um, near-death experiences, uh, to so on. You have to keep me on task, too, with ADHD, because I have that, everyone. I always say, embrace the weird, which includes the it's, all of your little things that you've been told you have, and you can heal from. But we all need each other right, to um, stay on task and do things, so... Um, basically you moved in with us to help take care of grandma and that's what's sad and you have no medical background of course I'm a nurse so I'm trying to teach you how to do all this stuff as it's happening and um, 
I know we've had our crazy fights. We've been through hell, like the worst, worst experiences you can literally go through from even this year, having our animals die. Um, but basically I believe these things happen for a reason again. Um, even grandma passing away. That was in 2021 July. And thank you again for helping take care of her. Cause I've been mostly a labor and delivery nurse on the opposite side. So, and it was very crazy different when you're doing it for your own family, especially and by yourself. So she passed the end of July. Um, and within literally days, it was like the first week of her passing. Uh, I woke up again. You were describing your mother who has these, what I would call twilight, uh, visions, whatever you want to say it, you're like between sleeping and you see things that are very much there between the worlds, whatever you want to say. I truly believe when you go to sleep, you're in the other side of the worlds and ways, whatever you can travel. I woke up and saw very clearly within 10 minutes of falling asleep. It was like, I kind of woke up and opened my eyes and saw very clearly above you levitating, literally no like feet on the feet on the floor. Something, what looked like a mosquito, very creepy face, because it wasn't like an actual thing hanging, but it looked like something getting sucked up into its mouth. I don't know how to describe it, but it was literally like a gray looking thing coming up from you into its mouth. And I woke up and knew it was like, what the heck is going on? And it looked at me and quickly flew into the darkness completely to the other side of the room and I just was like whoa what the heck just happened I've never ever seen something like that and all I could think of was that for some reason sucky like or something above you that was taking your energy and I was like I've been telling you the story feel drained exhausted and it was not good like I didn't like it oh well, all the aliens want my milkshake in the yard. All the aliens want my milkshake in the yard. I'm just kidding. But uh, I've had other stuff like, like that. that. My friend Paul, uh, he uh, was a roommate who was an atheist, and I went to live with him in Georgia. And after I lived with him, he was no longer an atheist. He wasn't like die or Christian or anything. But I think he actually goes to church now. But uh, he uh, had a dream of aliens taking me out the window. So I don't hell if I know what's happening. <laughs> I've seen a lot of weird UFO stuff, but they may be messing with me. They probably are uh, messing with me on different levels that I can't even psychologically understand. And some of them probably are parasitical. Parasitical. Suck you by. Suck you by. Suck you by. Like South Park. I want a sucky pie, a Marie calendar. Uh, but anyway, these uh, beings, there's a wide variety of them. And I've, I've seen UFOs over many houses and witnesses. And uh, it, doesn't, it happens sometimes, but I call the big ones Goldie Oldies. I would like more of, of the Goldie Oldies, but it's mostly just where you see a craft that's so clear and big. That it's not like you're just looking at a little star in the sky, which could also be a UFO, but it's like it's down in the atmosphere right over your home, and it's big, and it's real, and it's crazy, and I think I have psychological issues from whatever the hell happened from some of it. But there's also a way to break through and see that stuff and attract them, 
and then that seemed to alert a government agency of some sort who came out to investigate and there was a strange craft which i'm still not even sure who or what was in that strange craft but some something or a human or i don't know if it's an alien or what but it waved and it shot off and vanished and it was very weird it was like something came out to investigate the ufos or maybe it was part of the ufos and like a scout ship i don't know what the hell it was but uh it's interesting when you bring this stuff up with the witnesses and they don't remember it or they act like you're crazy not all of them but there's a few that you just can't believe that they don't remember it and that's a phenomenon that happens with a lot of this paranormal stuff people you know two people see it and only one remembers and i've heard a lot of different cases and stories like that and things like that and are they being mind wiped did the mind overcome that it was too much and create a different reality i forget what the hell that's called but there's something like that where your mind fills in the gaps because it's too much of a shock i think a lot of that's happened to me and there's a lot of uh you know ptsd and stuff from it like i can remember being in bermuda street and uh georgia and uh something came up to the windows and flashing weird little like white lights in the windows fluttering around and i was scared i didn't know like at the time i was so scared i didn't even want to try to see what it was because it was just so weird sometimes i wonder if it was like little beings with some kind of headlights like that's what i saw in my mind's eye like some kind of headgear and it flashed but that was some strange stuff and uh there's different experiences and uh i know uh christina you've uh had a big some triangle craft or what were some of your ufo big experience goldie oldies cool uh, i love how you went into that i'll think and i'll try to think of how to go into that from what you were saying um one so i don't forget and don't let me forget what you just said going back to when grandma had passed literally the night after that weird thing i saw for the first time in my life really touching each other's fingers like et weirdos anyway um i saw and i'm not kidding what looked like a gray seven to eight feet tall literally standing above me in the bed in the bed a day after grandma had passed away and i'm i was thinking sadly again right in that falling asleep time um us doing her post-mortem care sadly again and i actually was starting to flip her over to clean her and i felt and you did too that's what was Again, right? it's not just I have these crazy experiences. A lot of times people with me see it and feel it with me, which is nice. I don't feel so scared and alone. But literally felt something hit the bed right then. And it was like it woke me from my sleep. And I didn't see it at the time. I was totally like in shock, I think, mostly. And maybe I'm wrong. Something said it was grandma actually telling me, don't think of that. Like she could somehow again see my sleep, my dream my mind was literally able to connect with hers and she was like don't you think about me like that boom she and i know her enough she's like very strong-willed she's a a scorpio and all that or she would be like don't you dare i want you to think about the good times i know her and i don't know and i when i woke up and i saw i saw what looked like uh again a gray stepping towards me and it reached its 
hand towards me and it looked like yeah three fingers that was what was weird i remember three and it was like i passed out and went to sleep so again woke up later on going oh my god like did i just get taken what happened so you're always thinking i mean at least me did i get taken did i get probed it's like what happened and then i'm always like okay god show me what it was whatever it is that was happening so that i'm not afraid instantly and I always think maybe, again, either something was tr trying to help grandma pass to the light or go to the ancestors is what I felt. Something to the fairies or it sounds weird, but there's something that was helping her transition to the light and was kind of trying to tell me it's OK. Just rest. Just relax and don't think about that. Um, and then going to again, laughing, because you used to say when I met you something weirdly about being probed. It was a joke about being probed by aliens all the time, remember? And I would say, don't say that, it's not a joke, you need to be careful. Anyway, it made me think of down with the sickness song, like down with the probing. You, you need to be careful, Jeffrey, because you've been having issues with, with having skin problems and so on. So again, like you can't even joke around with stuff sometimes, like that's how I feel. Um, and maybe again, I'm weird. I think there's something tied to Sasquatch aliens maybe aliens being half human and half are aliens basically mixing with humans and having sasquatch or something to that or i think sasquatch are on the earth and they're able to do stuff for the aliens like like you were saying like eyes there's different forms of things that are able to watch us through history and different different um different ancestral backgrounds of stories that are very similar where it's like they're not maybe bad per se whatever they're there they're watching you and again and i've said that or why did i get pulled out of the tent whatever it was that was assessing me could have hurt me it did it um but there's something to that and then uh, i've had weird experiences as well where i know i've i've had sadly scary things that i i shouldn't have done like having a fight with my ex-husband and driving very scary in Oregon. There's always weird stuff in stories, different places I've lived, but um, Oregon in a very short amount of time. I had a, an experience where I was fighting with him and I told you I was driving super fast and and looked over to the right of me and I know I saw clear as day what looked like a rental vehicle because it didn't have normal license plates and it had these three people sitting in it. Men, and they were literally like creepily wearing the men in black suits like the black suits with the white and literally I shouldn't say it, but I looked over and I thought, who are these creepy Mormon guys that are, that are racing me and in a, a rental vehicle. This makes no sense. And I'm driving fast and they're looking at me and laughing. Actually, I don't know how to explain it. Like they're actually entertained by me. Like who is this crazy woman who's literally driving erratic and not afraid of anything i don't know how to explain it almost like i entertain whatever it is that is watching us on the other side um as much as i'm entertained by them so going to Klamath falls again uh 2013 right before i went into travel nursing um i was living in k falls and not in, in that same town there is military you mentioned as well there's always almost hand in hand with paranormal weird military and um and yeah it's pretty interesting i'm out in Kino, which again is very close to native american it's all native area but very much so very close to to chiloquin 
which is actually sadly a reservation. And I've been out there again, say what you want to. I drive by reservations. I can tell you where they are, just like a, just like a cemetery. They draw me to them and it feels the same, sadly heavy, sad. Don't forget us. Help us. Help. Don't forget us. Like, what is this? I don't know. With the same exact feeling. Out in Kino, again with a friend, looking at falling stars. There's a meteor shower going on, and this is the fall. And we're watching the falling stars. Or I'm trying to show my friend um, the falling stars. He had never seen one. Again, not high. Not messing around, hanging out with a guy friend. And we're watching falling stars. And I go, there's one. There's one. There's one. Every time he looks, there's nothing. And he's like, you're making up. I'm like, I'm serious. You're just not looking fast enough. And um, this is my friend I'm no longer friends with on Facebook. I won't say his name. Minus Big Don from uh, the Caribbean. And basically, he had said he was such a city boy that he had never gone out into the country and seen falling stars. So we look up and I'm showing him a cluster of stars. And I said, just stare right there and you'll see one. And then a cluster of three stars start coming towards us. And he's like, is that a falling star? I didn't say anything. And as you know, when and how am I quiet, right? Didn't say anything. And he's like, is that a falling star? And there's like, it just keeps coming towards us. Dead silence, nothing. And, and all I can think of is absolutely no, this is not a falling star. I'm thinking that's a, that's probably a UFO. And so I just said, no, let's go. Let's get in the car. And he's like, what is going on? I'm like, let's go. All I can think of is like, this thing's going to come over us, pick us up. We're going to get probed. So I just drove out fast as we could. And as we drove away, he's like, what was that? What was that? And I pretty much told him finally when we got all the way back to to Klamath Falls, which is a good little drive, about 10 miles at least from Kino, that I'm pretty sure that was a UFO. And uh, oh, to this day, it's like, it's very scary. I mean, literally, it felt like my bowels were shaking and was very scared, more than I've ever felt, actually. Yeah, and uh, that's an experience for sure. And the pyramid craft, there's so much to those that are weird. Like me, my mom saw some of those come out of a hole in the sky at some point. She said, oh, my God, Jeffrey. And I also saw some some over uh, power lines at one point with a ball of light that came down out of them. And there's just so many different levels of weirdness with that for sure. Uh, and then when you throw in the weird military stuff, that even gets more cuckoo cocoa crispy and uh i'm trying to uh also uh what else was it uh i was i remember that unsolved uh, mysteries episode with all the coins that was interesting where there's if you watch unsolved mysteries uh there's an episode where the tribal police uh collect all these coins that appear out of nowhere and just keep falling and that's in season three of Unsolved, the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Uh, it's interesting when a paranormal phenomenon uh, manifests physical objects, which I don't know. I mean, we had the glass thing blew up when all that stuff happened. Uh, I guess that's the only time I've ever... Uh, knocking could be considered that when the bed got slapped and the RV got slapped. Like that was some weird stuff. And during that time that she had seen that being over me that seemed possibly parasitical, 
I had a had the situation where I can let the white light fill my body from the sun at a window or outside, and then I can look into an area and see weird stuff. Like I saw a being over near her grandmother that was kind of like grayish, but it looked astral pink, like something you'd see when you looked at the sun or the flash of a camera, but in the form of a humanoid gray that was pinkish, like almost like in another dimension. And that was around the time that we had all the stuff happen with the uh, slap on the bed in the middle of the night where something slapped the bed. I thought something fell off a shelf, but nothing did. I looked around the bed, under the bed, and something slapped the bed very weirdly. And then at the same time, we were in the RV here, and something slapped the RV, and no one's around. My brother is the only person who would have did something like that, and he was nowhere around. And it reminded me of the bed incident, and it also reminded me of the glass incident. Like, it was the same whatever you know, there's many levels to it, but was there an entity involved every three times that was always there for those three incidents? And was it the weird parasitical thing, or was it something else? I don't know. I have no idea what it was, but what What do you want? You want to add anything else about that? Christina? Uh, well, it's interesting. I don't know if it's at all, I was going to say coincidental, but I'm trying my best to say I don't believe in coincidences. Synchronization. I think he said there was like three times there was something with with smacking or whatever, tapping. And that seems like a spiritual thing, usually kind of a confirmation. A lot of times if anyone wants to communicate to the other side, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we're all energy, whether you want to believe where whatever religion or whatever background we are. I think we don't just end. We always continue just like love doesn't end when someone dies we love them and a lot of the things we think and say people can say oh time changes love you know you'll heal you do in ways but i think that love actually gets stronger with time and that's a proof again of how it's energy and it can grow actually even when you're physically not here in presence um transitioning to the other side just made me think of that for some reason um and that being said Right before I moved to Florida from Washington um, to take care of mom and grandma again, help take care of them. Because I had moved all over as a travel nurse, as you know, and it's like I feel like I chose career and wanted to do that. And I'm thankful I did, but something had said I needed to now take care of my family. And so I did. I moved back to half my roots, my southern roots. My mom is from Tallahassee. And but right before moving, he, my friend David had passed, and he was military. So again, there's something weird, and I think it's tied. And I think maybe because the military is tied to the government and money and so on, what are you know, money is power, right? So whoever has the money controls things, and that's where it goes to, just like these animals that are tested. And uh, basically, basically, David, my really good friend. That's who I had purchased my first American Bulldog from. Um, sadly, was dealing with multiple things from cancer and to Mesthenia Gravis. And basically, he committed suicide. And, and so one of the things that had got me to think, again, how precious life is and how 
we need to value life. And and again, where I feel, I know it sounds weird, something dark and heavy has been trying to attack me my whole life and where my gifts are, where I need to help other people. As, a, as I heal myself, I help others heal as a nurse. And like something dark has tried to take that gift out. And it's like seeing David, my friend, he's like literally was the strongest person I know, even at the point of his death. And he gave up on himself, basically, because the government gave up on him and and all of that. But it, it's basically, long story short, something said, choose life over career and choose life over money. Because many, many people choose money over life. And I did for many, many years working nights and so on, because, you know, yeah, compensation as a nurse and so on, that's considered success. But like basically moving across the country, I went across the death valley, the valley of shadow of death. And as I did, I felt I was fearing no evil. I, I chased my fears with my dogs in my car. And that's all I had really. And when I went to what was very close to Area 51 in Nevada, I stopped to go to the restroom. And there was even a sign I took a picture of right there, weirdly. Again, like you asked, when did we see that dog man? Before or after the show? And I always love to know those facts exactly, and I do my best to remember it. We saw it before we saw the show. Because as you know, you can watch something and it can make your imagination kind of fire off something that maybe isn't real or whatever. But Area 51 saw an alien sign. This is before I ever met you and took a picture of it. And right there, I looked down by my foot and there was a penny and I picked it up and I thought, oh, this is from David. You said something about the coins in the Native American show, the Navajo Native uh, police show, whatever. Basically, yes, they know how to communicate for things we can physically touch or see or understand. So what can we understand coins? money numbers money and numbers especially as a universal language right so i picked up that coin thinking it was from my friend david and it said 1987 my brother was born in 1987 and i was like okay whatever it's not from him that same day i got a text from my brother and i was supposed to see someone i really do care about just like david on the other side and my friend aj from the uk a really cool guy that i grew up he was like a brother my brother's best friend had just passed away that day, that day. And he was born in 1987. And I feel like he was telling me something. I really feel like he was saying, I passed away. Hey, how's it going? So I never got to actually say goodbye to him, which I was supposed to do on my way through on, on the way to, to Florida from Washington. So thanks, AJ. Thanks for the sign. So. And uh, we got about four minutes. Been a good show. Uh, Michelle Garza, Christina Giordano. And uh, why don't we check out uh, uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM.org. That's PCRM.org. And uh, it's a petition to stop animal cruelty for these uh jerks who uh, want to hurt little dogs and give them weird things and claim it's for the sake of humanity. The sake of humanity. But anyway, I'm sure it's for their pocketbooks for more crap. Uh, my advice is smoke reefer and uh, forget about the pills. 
I mean, sure, there are separate, you know, some unique medical situations that may require that, but I find it hard to trust big pharma and pills and all that stuff. Just walk by a TV and see those pill commercials. They're like, oh, you'll have, uh, you know, your depression and your da 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 but you'll get a growth on your butt and it'll bleed. It's just crazy stuff. It makes no sense. Like, is the pill even worth taking it at that point? It's just everything's a, like a negative dark mirror of what it's supposed to be helping. A lot of that stuff's weird. I mean, I don't know. I'm no uh, physician, but I mean, of course, there are things that people have to take. But anywho, uh, we got these splatter westerns, two more coming up, and then we take a break for, uh, we'll have December 8th, Wiley Young. Uh, December 15th, uh, uh, R.K. Latch, and that's Dead Sky Publishing. And check out Dead Sky Publishing because they really put out some Weird West splatter western. Excuse me. It's basically Weird West with splatter and horror elements. So westerns with strange creatures and strange tales and denizens of the dark. Like a werewolf, or a zombie, or a vampire, or things like that. I want to see that new Nosferatu. I think that guy's a good filmmaker. I'm interested in his take. Plus, when do we get a Nosferatu movie? Like, never hardly. We had the flight of the, the meter, or whatever. The flight of it. What was the final voyage of the, the meter, which was good. But this one seems like it's going to be just like the old school, you know, silent film. But... It's got Skarsgård in it, the dude that played the head clown. He's about to play the crow dude. Uh, he's the shapeshifter of the century, Mr. Skarsgård. Well, uh, thanks, Christina Giordano. Anything you'd like to add? you got like a minute. Would you like to say farewell to our audience? Well, I guess thank you for uh, sharing this time together the preciousness of life and uh i'm trying to think of what else you make me laugh we're gonna say a prayer we pray in the name of jesus christ in the great spirit to open this channel of positivity and blessings across the land for a holy christmas we know they stole it from the vikings but we'll still give jesus some props but uh, we hope you all have a great weekend. God bless. And we send love to the aliens, to you, to the Sasquatch people, to the dog people, and to all the nations of the earth. Amen, Mother Truckers. We love That's right. United Public Radio, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. And get your weird west on. You can check out Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. That's a weird one. Guess who else is in that one? Sid Hay. We'll have to watch that. I'll watch it again. It's been a while, so I don't remember anything because I'm used to But anyway, everybody have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Good, good night. night.